This is the Wednesday, April 6th edition of the Daily Wager Podcast. we got you covered with a variety of action, including the Masters. So sit back and enjoy. We'll get you in and out in less than 10 minutes. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Daily Wager Podcast, presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, alongside Anita Marks. How are you, Anita? I'm great. We're just like... Less than 24 hours away for the Masters, and there's so much excitement. There's so much energy. Um, it's uh, it's an exciting time, and of course, opening day, and we're close to the NBA playoffs, and I could go on and on. It's really, really a special time. It really is. It really is. So let's start with the NBA. Obviously, a lot of moving parts in the final week of the regular season. Six games on tonight's docket. I like the Clippers here. This line's already on the move. They were underdogs. Now they're favored by two and a half. I'd lay it right now. Get that number if you can, because Suns are likely to rest a bunch of players. Back-to-back, they beat the Lakers last night. Franchise record in wins. Clippers playing much better with Paul George coming back. I just think we're going to see a lot of Suns rest, ultimately. It's one of those things you kind of have to anticipate instead of react this final week. So I would grab that. And I do lean to the Knicks plus the five and a half. I just don't trust Brooklyn's offense. Excuse me, defense. Obviously, I trust their offense. And five and a half is a lot on a back-to-back. I just, I mean, it's not quite desperation mode for the Nets. So that's why I'm going to grab the points for the Knicks. I think they'll be they'll be really up for this game. And I'll even lay it with the Celtics, minus six and a half. I just think Boston is so good right now. The Bulls just got waxed at home. Uh, give me the give me the um, give me the Celtics all day on that one. Any any opinion yeah, I- on you? Yeah, I, you know, unfortunately, last night's daily wager, my my. Best bet was the Suns over 123 and a half uh, total team points, and uh, they fell short by uh, by three points. I really thought for sure they would take advantage of a Lakers defense that ranked 28th in the NBA. So a part of me, you know, and we talked about it before we started the podcast, just tread lightly right now because we just don't know the mentality and the game plan for a lot of these teams who've already locked in their seeds. You know, what, you know, what seeding is important? Are they really trying, like, what, you know, what are they, do they value putting their most valiant effort right now to get a better seed? Or do they value more resting players, knowing that, you know, it's more important in regard to having guys healthy and ready to go once the postseason kicks off. So I just, you know, I just, I, I think it's a day, I guess what I'm saying here, Doug, is I think it's a dangerous time to wager on the NBA. Well, or it could be a great time. It's it's a lot of narrative-based um, handicapping instead of, like, quantitative for most mm-hmm. of the season. So sometimes if you can get ahead of it and anticipate, you can get some great line movement. And so, you know, to each their own, right? But, yeah, you you got you can't just be reckless. You can't just be blind, leading the blind, so to speak, and firing away. You have to understand how this week is certainly, certainly different. Okay, Masters Week, as we alluded to earlier. I know you have a bunch. The only one I'm playing is Kepka. He's been so strong. At Augusta, uh, he's finished top. He was runner-up in 2019, top 10 in 2020. He's placed in the top six in each of the last three majors he's competed in, and he's healthy. He's good recent form, and we know he loves majors. So at 20 to one, I, I do think there's some value there, and I'm going to play him top 20 minus a 40, minus 142. 
I like it. I like it. Listen, you know, the narrative around Brooks Kepka is that, you know, he really only shows up for the majors because that's really all he cares about. He uses the rest of the regular season as fine tuning and every now and then he'll win. Um, he'll win, you know, a tournament here and there, but top five at four to one top 10 at two to one. I'm with you. I do believe that he makes some noise. Obviously, uh, you know, the, the biggest storyline here this week is Tiger Woods. And all indication is that he's going to tee off. He's got a tee time tomorrow, Thursday morning. I want to say around 10, 10, 15, something like that. Um, and I don't mean to be the negative Nelly here, but uh, you could wager that he's going to miss the cut at minus 115. Now, there's two sides to this, right? Like, I'm texting with a lot of the, the, the caddies that I know that have been in Augusta for the last week. And they've seen Tiger on the range and they said that he's hitting the ball so pure in the best that he's ever like, like he's hitting it true form Tiger. Right. But th that's not where my concern is. My concern is Augusta is a very hilly golf course. Now we don't know physically what shape he's in. We know how horrific his car accident was, but just again, the caddies that I'm texting their their apprehension is how is Tiger going to handle walking 18 holes in a competitive way? Weather conditions are not supposed to be great. It's supposed to rain all day today. So the course is going to be soggy. It's going to be wet. It's going to be damp. He's not going to get, nobody's going to get a lot of distance. And this is a very long course. So nobody's going to get a lot of distance off the tee. So your second approach shot is going to be anywhere between 175 to 200. And it's, un, it's a lot of, you know, uneven lies. Really what's going to be interesting is, like, okay, maybe he shoots, Doug, maybe he shoots a 72 or 74 on Thursday. How is his body going to respond on Friday? Sore, having to get up again. Now he's teeing off in the morning, which means he'll get an afternoon tea time on Friday and go out there and, and you know, try to compete and, and do what he can um, to try to make the cut. So, you know, and, and again, I don't mean to be a negative Nelly. I guess it's a win-win. If Tiger makes the cut, it's great for all of us. It'll be so great to watch it on Sunday. If he doesn't make the cut, well, then I'm winning money at minus 115. So it's, it's I guess, I guess in a way, it's a win-win for a lot of people, right? Yeah, it's it's the health component for me. I I like you said, full day Thursday of walking all that. How's it going to react Friday? And the field is just solid these these days, right? Like there's, a, and I know it's easier to make the cut there than other majors because of the amateurs and all that. But I still think. Um, I'm not saying the field caught up with his greatness, but like it wasn't the same. It's not the same as it was back in the day. Yeah, but here, here's the thing. I went back to look. Here are the guys who didn't make the cut last year, Doug. Rory, Garcia, DJ, Brooks, Kisner, Cantley, Berger, Homa. I, I mean, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, it's, 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 he's, you know, he's only missed the cut once. Um, his record there is unbelievable. He knows this course like the back of his hand. It's his favorite course. It's his favorite tournament. Again, we're on the same page here. It's just, there is a good chance he does not make the cut. And if he doesn't, yes, it will all be about health. And really, I think the deciding factor is how will his body respond on Friday to the round that he will play and walk on Thursday? I think that's going to be really the crucial factor there. Friday is going to be uh, the, the the line of demarcation, whether or not he makes the cut or not. Right. All right. Any other plays for the Masters? Oh, gosh. How much time do we have? How much <laughs> well, not time? a lot. How you about this? Well, yeah, we have ESPN.com has our plays. <laughs> who do you have to win it? Who are you betting to win it? Um, I love Cam Smith. You need experience to win here. He's got it. Uh, top 10, his last three starts. 
Um, you know, he's won twice this season. He's playing some of the best golf. He skipped the Dell match play, uh, the Dell match play in order to get ready for this. He ranks in the top seven in three of the most important metrics to win here. And that's greens and regulation par five performance, which is going to be crucial again, because a very long course here in weather conditions, a lot of guys aren't going to get a lot of distance off the tee, especially the first two days and putting average. So I got Cam Smith to win it at 14 to one. I got Justin Thomas to finish in the top 10 at plus 150. I love a lot of top 20 guys. Willie Zalatoris to finish in the top 20 at plus money as well. Uh, number one in strokes gained on approach. Again, that's going to be the most important metric here heading into this week. Um, Corey Connors to finish in the top 20 at plus 160. Sanjay M checks a lot of the metric boxes as well for me. That's at plus 210 to finish in the top 20. And last but not least, Sneaky good play here is Brian Harmon to finish in the top 30 at plus 160. He's a lefty. Lefties have an advantage here because of their draw. And whoever draws the ball well has an advantage playing this course. He tied for 12th here last year, uh, and he's off to a really great season. He has probably one of the best short games in the business, and that's what wins it for you at Augusta. So those are those are just a few, a few of my plays, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right. Good stuff as always, Anita. Great to be with you on the pod. We have the show later today. It's our final one of the work week. So we're going to have a long extended weekend. So hope everyone joins us tonight. Six uh, Eastern ESPN two. We'll get you set for a bunch, a bunch of action uh, going into the weekend. (laughs) 